Greetings, and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 296, starting off with security news. The Army just put out a massive report on Chinese tactics, which captures what's taught in Army training, professional education, and leader development. It covers military, cyber, and all sorts of offensive and defensive capabilities. Truly remarkable paper, and it's quite quite huge. But definitely want to check this thing out. It's pretty extraordinary, all the stuff that they're looking at. I'm frankly happy that someone actually is looking at this. And the fact that they release it to the public, I think, is a probably a statement to the Chinese military that, yes, we are, in fact, watching you. And uh, here's what we know so far. And even better, this is just the stuff we're putting in a public report. CISO is warning users to urgently patch exchange proxy shell bugs. And got the link to the advisory here. UFOs are regularly spotted in restricted airspace. So I'm agnostic on aliens, but probability forces me to find slash replace every instance of UFO or UAP in these stories with Chinese drone technology. That's immediately what pops into mind when I read one of these. To me, these UFO stories are very real. They're just not about aliens. They're about foreign adversaries spying on our military capabilities. And I hope we're looking into these seriously as a threat, kind of similar to the way uh, that report above did it. I would love to see a report like that on drone technology and whether or not it's Russian or Chinese or whoever. Who knows, maybe the report above will be updated at some point to include a UAP section. China is looking to propose new rules that will make it difficult for data-heavy Chinese companies to go public in the U.S. Hundreds of thousands of Realtek-based SoC devices are vulnerable to multiple vulnerabilities and are under attack from a botnet. So there's a whole bunch of you know home routers and stuff like that that have Realtek-based SoCs. Synology has multiple products affected by an open SSL RCE. So for a long time, I was kind of beating up on QNAP because they had just tons of problems, and now Synology seems to be getting their share. And F5 is a number of serious issues in big IP and big IQ products. And VMware has patched high severity vulnerabilities in vRealize operations. Technology news, TSMC says it's raising prices on its high-end chips by around 10%, and actually some of the chips around 20%. Price increases are set to hit later this year and next year. TikTok has added in-app shopping, powered by Shopify. People are hiring out their faces to become deep fake source material. I was just thinking, remember that website? It was called like, this is not a real person or something like that. It was actually using one of the um, reinforcement learning based AI systems. And it was just building, oh, GANs. It was using one of the GAN technologies to basically build faces. Uh, It would basically build a face. Every time you refresh the page, it would make a new face. 
and the face looks extremely realistic. A lot of them, actually, a few of them look kind of bad, but if you just keep toggling through, most of them look extremely realistic. Like they look like an actual person because they have flaws, right? They're not perfectly symmetrical. They're not like, you know, model looking people. They don't look like actors. They look like just regular people. So I'm wondering why couldn't you use a GAN to auto-generate people and then use their likenesses instead? Uh, I wonder if they're trying to use specific people's faces, but I don't know. It just seems like unless they're a celebrity, you're not really getting that much benefit from using a real person. So why not use a GAN to generate that source material? But anyway, they are in fact using real people to do this. So that's interesting. This AI can look at objects with a webcam and tell you with 95% accuracy whether it's recyclable or not. This is uh, relates to that article I just wrote a little while ago about answering key human questions, right? That's the purpose of AI, really. And so here's another key human question. Like, look at this collection of junk and tell me what's recyclable or not. What I think a really cool use case for this is, is imagine you have like a dump situation or a, you know, some sort of recycling plant or whatever, and you could just flatten out the stuff and put it on a conveyor belt and then have a webcam looking at it. And you can get some sort of statistics of like how much of this is actually debris or garbage or compost or something that should not be in this line, should not be going to a recycle bin. So I thought that was kind of interesting. A firm which helps people pay for things in payments just landed a major deal with Amazon, which is probably going to jack their stock up. Unity has purchased AI chat analysis company Odo to help it address toxicity in audio chat. Joe Rogan has made a lot of money moving to Spotify, but it looks like his influence has dropped off since making the move. This analysis here showed some of the metrics like him being half as often mentioned. So, I mean, anecdotally, I've noticed this, like not as many people are talking about him. They don't seem as eager to go on his show. I think basically if you are huge on YouTube, which he was, don't make a deal to leave YouTube. I mean, he was probably already making good money. Who knows? He probably had his own reasons or whatever, but seems like it did not help his brand overall. Picasso, P-A-C-A-S-O, not spelled like the artist, is a company that buys houses and turns them into LLCs. It's basically like timeshares, I think, except you're kind of more owner somehow. Not really sure the details, but kind of has an Airbnb vibe with neighbors probably not liking it too much. And Substack now accepts Bitcoin for a few of its crypto-related publications. And China now has 1 billion people online. 1 billion people. Which I think, is, what is that, like two-thirds larger than the U.S.'s entire population? Maybe half. I don't know. Human news. There's been a surge in Americans reporting that it's a good time to find a quality job. I think this is very much a K-shaped thing where... People who can get quality jobs think that there are lots of quality jobs. And then everyone else is either staying at home or they can't find work. Scientists have used MRI tech to track epigenetic changes in pig brains for the first time, and they expect that the findings will translate well to humans. In other words, they've tracked actual changes to DNA based on environmental input that they control. And in this case, it was diet. 
Looks like the future of the gym is hybrid, just like the future of the office. Companies like Peloton and Tonal are bringing gyms to the home. I'm actually getting a Tonal, by the way, if anyone has one, you want to chat about it. And gyms are also starting programs where their trainers give you guidance remotely. So they're meeting kind of in the middle here with gyms going remote and remote things kind of getting trainers. There's a meme going around East Asia. This is really interesting called lying flat, which is basically the idea of unsubscribing from the rat race. So many young people, they in East Asia face extreme pressure from parents and society in general to get to the best universities, get the best jobs, have the highest incomes and status. And tons of them are just saying no, right? They don't want to do that. They want to just, you know, relax and kind of adopt a minimalist lifestyle, not have kids, settle down, just kind of be quiet and be happy to be alone. Um, I'm not sure how much of that is a healthy backlash against something that's unhealthy versus how much of that is kind of unhealthy because they're kind of giving up. And I'm sure there's lots of uh, truth across the spectrum there. But really interesting. Evidently, it's a meme that's moving across a lot of social media in those circles. There's a work schedule in China called 996, which is six days a week of 12-hour shifts. And China's government has deemed the schedule to be a violation of labor law. So this is the Chinese government protecting people from being asked to work too much, which was surprising to me. I think positive. For the first time ever, and very briefly, solar power generated more electricity than coal in Australia. And hopefully that accelerates. Mental health professionals are seeing a rise in people behaving as if they have Tourette's after following TikTok accounts from people who actually have Tourette's. So they're essentially seeing the the attention that these influencers are getting on TikTok. And so maybe they feel like they're unremarkable themselves. So they adopt this thing that's getting someone else's attention. And I think this is, it's like what other social behaviors that are considered non-standard, but immediately draw attention to someone are people adopting in order to get more attention and perhaps adopt some sort of protected status or something like that. I think this is a really fascinating phenomenon where somebody who who feels invisible, sees somebody visible with some sort of characteristic and then kind of adopts that characteristic. Content ideas and analysis, random thoughts on China's model versus America's, a stream of consciousness flow around what China is doing right and wrong relative to the US. This is something I wrote yesterday. It's kind of a, yeah, it's stream of consciousness. It's kind of turns into a bit of a rant. Um, I don't know. You'll probably enjoy it. Quote, most security sits on the psychological razor's edge, just this side of worthless. If you apply any effort into bypassing it, it's garbage. But because most people don't apply any effort or scrutiny, it ends up doing exactly what it was supposed to do. This is an updated quote from the piece that I did earlier on fences and security. And I just, I felt like I didn't capture a certain concept in it. So I went back and added that. Notes, really great book club today. We talked all about Dune and had some spirited debate and discussion around its main themes and relevance. We had one member who actually had read more than six of the books, and we kept going back to him for um, 
just knowledge. And we were like, mm, we must consult the Oracle. And so he would talk all about the prehistory and like what happened in the later books and like, did it actually turn into a game of Thrones type situation? But it was a, uh, yeah, really cool to have someone who was like our resident Dune historian. And we also selected the next book, which is the mastermind, which uh, looks to be really cool. Can't wait to read that one and to talk about it in our next book club. And I'm having some sort of weirdness with memberful and or Stripe. So do me a favor and make sure your subscription is updated. Got the link here. And if you're on the monthly plan, please do us both a favor and switch over to the annual plan, which is it's like eight bucks a month instead of 20. And I'm going to be actually removing the monthly plan anyway. I, I think it's uh, kind of annoying. I don't know. It's just not great. So I just want to consolidate on one plan uh, that's only like eight bucks a month. So uh, sorry for all this logistics weirdness around payments and emails and all that junk. Uh, this should be the last of it for quite some time. Discovery, got tons of discovery links this week. So 85 books coming in the fall that I can't wait to read. And I've already added tons of these to my wish list, <clears throat> but both in uh, physical form and audible and several will be candidates for the book club as well. Just really good stuff here. Hire for the ability to get shit done. A web hacking mind map. I'm going to go through these fast. I got like 20 of them or maybe 30 of them. Burning out and quitting. A tech interview handbook. A cloud security Kanban. Security trails sequel. A new way to access security trails data. Five Ansible techniques I'd wish I'd known earlier. I did a sponsored lunch interview with CrowdSec where we talked about the current state of their platform and where they're taking it. That was really fun. It was like 20 minutes or so. And that is live on the podcast feed. Somebody broke GPT-3 by asking it about Xinjiang. And it just responds back with like this really weird, almost like a Star Wars style droid malfunction. Really fascinating. And very realistic, unfortunately. An introduction to JQ. Hack Luke put together a list of great resources for getting started in hacking. Web app pen testing with burp sweet scam profiles. I understand what joy is now. An MDMA trial participant tells a story. Ghidra to Frida, a new bridge between Ghidra and Frida. SQL versus no SQL is a misnomer. You can actually use SQL to query non-relational databases. So when you talk about something being SQL or not, you need to make sure the distinction between the query language and the database technology is clear. The database is what is SQL or not, right? And SQL is just a query language which you can actually run against a SQL database or a non-SQL database in a lot of cases. For example, you can query S3 with SQL. A collection of OSINT attack trees. This thing is not great the way it's laid out actually on GitHub, but it's a fascinating set of resources uh, if you start clicking through it. API word list, a collection of word lists created by fuzzing APIs. And Donut says you learn the most about how to break web apps by building them. Completely agree. Recommendations. If you've not seen or used Wirecutter before, it's a series by the New York Times that evaluates products in various categories and gives you multiple recommendations. For example, it'll tell you its top pick, its runner-up, best value, and then the best one if money is not a consideration. 
And actually the categories aren't the same every time. It's the categories are made up by what is best for that particular product style. So I purchased many of the products based on their recommendations and they've all been great. And I think this is like the best consumer reports type website that's out there. So if you're getting ready to buy some kind of product for the house or whatever, and you're looking for recommendations, type in wire cutter. I think you will like the results. And don't use VPN services. This is like a PSA. They are a giant choke point for traffic monitoring and law enforcement and criminal groups commonly target them for various reasons. And I'm not just being paranoid. I mean, it obviously not everyone is always targeted. And even the ones that are targeted, you might be somewhat safe just out of sheer luck. But it's better to just build your own. So use something like Algo, build your own VPN. Don't use a service for it. One, you don't have to pay for it. Um, well, you probably still pay for the VPS, but it's probably going to be less and you really expose yourself to less risk by doing it this way. And the aphorism for the week, as a rule, adversity reveals genius and prosperity conceals it. As a rule, adversity reveals genius and prosperity conceals it. Horace. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. If you're not a member already, please consider signing up at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe. Members get the newsletter every week instead of twice a month, as well as access to the UL Slack channel and a private RSS feed for member-only content. Either way, if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends. We'll see you next time.